0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hello, and welcome to Half Hour Fantasy Podcast, episode 13. I'm your host, Peter, joined by my usual two, the Wolfpack. We'll start with you, Tom. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Peter. And Gunnar, how are you? Yeah, doing very well. Thank you. You may have noticed this is our second podcast in space a week. The reason is we decided... After, obviously, the, the week that was passed, international break ahead, decided to split it into two, talking more in-depth in the last episode about the Scottish game, and then more in-depth the FPL game, this one. Uh, then we'll back to normal next week, hopefully condensed both for the two. If it become too long, and feedback is the podcast is too long, might split it into two. So, well, we have stuck in then. The average points for the past game was 48, guys. And all three is was above that. Tom, you had 58 points and you are 22nd in the league. I had 51 points and 14th in the league. And Gunnar again is hitting out the park, 63 points in his second league. So we'll go through our teams. So, Tom, I'll let you go first. You can talk us through your team, any missed opportunities, any where your points all came, what you think could have done, you could have done better.
2: Yeah, so um, my team consisted of uh, Greta in the goals for Crystal Palace. He managed to get no points after Chelsea hammered them 4-0. Um, Robertson for Liverpool, he got a minus one. Again, another hammering. Um, Villa put seven goals past them. Um, Sace got me eight points for Wolves and Castagne, uh, only the one point. In midfield, I had Havertz with six points. A captain, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, and he got four points. Uh, Salah for 13 Rodriguez for 18. Then up front, I had Bamford got me one point. Jimenez got me two, and Calvert-Lewin got me six. Um, the captaincy was on De Bruyne. Uh, I did switch from Salah to De Bruyne last minute and 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 move them over. So I really wish I, I stuck with the captaincy on Salah. Um, I would have got a bit, would have got a bit of a higher score with that. Um, but other than that, I'm fairly happy. I mean, I got 10 above average, so. A thought- unpredictable week. I didn't do too uh, bad, I don't think.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on that team going on? How do you think it looks?
3: Yeah, I think uh, in parts it looks quite similar to my team as well. I'm pulling it up here again. I mean, yeah, Robertson minus one. See, I have Trent as well uh, coming on top of that. Then I was, I, was, uh, I put the captaincy on Salah. I was switching as well between De Bruyne and, and Salah and I, I went for like being a Liverpool fan, then I, I decided to go with Salah. Um, returns as well from the strikers, Bamford, Jimenez, combining for three points. Um, similar for me this week, I had Vardy, two points, and I have Carl and Rodriguez as well. So yeah, overall, quite quite similar teams.
1: Well, I would say, uh, Tom's team, it looks like a team on paper. I mean, it doesn't look anything wrong with that team. And I suppose when you look at the way the points didn't come through. That's more of the story because Robertson, normally he's a great point of turner. Kastani started the season off really, really well. But you're above average after a really predictable game, unpredictable game week. I think that's pretty good. Right, mm-hmm. Guru, do I go through your team? I know you kind of really have just done it there, but you can go through, through from back to front.
3: Right, okay. So I have Ramsdale and goal, two points. Uh, they lost against Arsenal. Trent and Robertson, minus one for both of them. Walker-Peters, who uh, got a clean sheet, so five points from him. Justin, only the one. I captain Salah, like I said, 26 overall. Uh, De Bruyne at two points. Rodriguez, his 18 points, I have him as well. Podence, who I brought in for a hit, I think, two weeks ago. And yeah, that hasn't worked yet. And Vardy, two points. Calvert-Lewin, six. Okay,
1: what's your thoughts on that team, Tom? How's it look to you? Yeah, I mean, I like Vardy up
2: front. He's on penalties. Um, quite similar to mine, so I mean I can't be too judgmental. But, yeah. <laughs> and a good had sc- a good score this week again in
1: an unpredictable game week, so he's done well. Yeah, I like he's uh, obviously heavy hitters midfield there with Salah and Rodriguez. He must have been dancing with that one. he could have turned really good big for you. And uh, I suppose apart from that, wasn't Len Morty kind of write home about. Calot Lewis scored his fourth. Is that his fourth goal in four weeks. That's right, at 44.
3: Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I brought him in this, this. Oh, sorry, Peter. I only brought him in this week. Uh, Calvin Lewin. Um, yeah, and, and like you was you was asking for missed opportunities. I mean, look looking at this team, same as Tom's as well. On paper, I think the, the good teams, and you wouldn't have expected, for example, the hammering that Liverpool got from from Villa. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. over to your team, Peter. Thank you. Now
1: starting goals with Ryan, zero points. I had Arnold at the back, so minus one. Like you, I've got a I've got Walker-Peters, five-point return. I think I'm going to – I mean, I said at the start of the season, I'm going to try to stick with three or four, 4.5 to stick with him. And obviously we'll get to it in a minute. I'm on a wild card. But I think Walker-Peters is one that I'll all keep in at 4.5, 100%, because Southampton after a shaky start – two look pretty solid at the back angle and going forward, and I think as he's quite an attacking fullback, there's potentials for clean sheets and attacking returns from him. Uh, Justin also goes in defence well. I was playing sorry, I was playing a three-five-two. I've got De Bruyne, a him as well. I'm not going to say I was flip-flopping between De Bruyne and so Salah. I kept it on De Bruyne. I was quite sure and I didn't return. Fernandez six points. I suppose I've got to be happy there. They got absolutely scalped, and the only player that scores are. Points for Man United, I was on him. Salah, again, same situation. Foden, two points. Podents, three points. Failed experiment. Up front, Wood and Wilson with 16. And there was nothing on the bench. So, as both of you kind of like what you've said basically, 51 points in a really unpredictable game week. I can't complain, I'm happy with that. Right, moving on. Right, yep. Yep. So, I'll start with you first. We'll go to me. Do you have any Changes or transfers in mind? And I'll start with you, Gunnar.
3: So transfers for me in mind, I have seen on Twitter that uh, Kevin De Bruyne, I think he left the Belgium squad and I, I seen a tweet saying that he might not be ready for the game at the weekend against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So I don't... Hmm. So his price has gone up to 11.6. I got him for 11.5. So I'm thinking... If he drops in price and if I'm transferring him, him out uh, i could bring him back for for what I paid for him basically and I'm thinking maybe going for son this week that would give me a bit of money in the bank and then i could I could potentially do another move with that but I don't see anything obvious maybe maybe potence but I only would have about like like a million and a half to upgrade him and there isn't really anyone that I would like maybe make McIn- moving maybe not for minus four this week. Right. And what about you, Tom? Any
1: transfers or changes in mind? Uh I've I
2: also seen that news regarding Kevin De Bruyne, and I'm thinking of doing the exact same move, getting rid of De Bruyne for Son. And but I do think I will take a minus four. Um, I'm considering getting rid of Bamford and upgrading them to to Moppy at Brighton.
1: Right. I like I like him. I do like him big time Morphy. I think that's quite a should move there. Uh, is that nothing else? That's all you've you got planned so far. All I've got planned, yeah. Yep. So move on to me then. This is a big one. I'm on a wild card. I'd also, I'd also always planned for the start of the season that after the first four games, international break, I would take stock of what I've got. I would add wild card. So I've set his picture. You know what I'm on. I'll go through the team and we'll start to like back to front, and you can discuss. You think I made the right choice, or should maybe other options I can go for? And just basically, the public, because I'm quite sure a lot of people in the public will be doing the same thing, well carding, and we can talk through it. So at the start, in my goalkeepers, I'd went for the kind of what I assumed at the time was the the Brighton double up, and it was Ryan and Button, and they sole Button at West Bromwich Albion. So I agreed to him, and I brought in Martinez for Villa. and I think going forward, I will just rotate my goalkeeper who I think has got the best chance is clean sheets. So, you see any thoughts on that? My two keepers are Martinez and Ryan. Tom? Um,
2: having two playing goalkeepers is a tricky one because um, there's always that chance that you play the one that concedes and you've got one sitting on your bench that has managed to get a clean sheet. So, it's it's an extra consideration every week. Um in terms of Brighton as well, game week six we play West Brom, uh, Villa. I've got Leeds at home, so um, that's that's a tricky. You want to decide who you're going to get, and then they also have um, Brighton also have Aston Villa in game week nine, um, and Villa are playing Brighton at home. So it's it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's a, you're giving yourself another decision to make. Um, so pick my favourite kid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, well, before I go to going, I'll just say, I heard the FPL general talk about this, he's going to go down the route of checking the bookies, and he had the best chance of clean sheet by their odds, that's who he's going to go with, Right. and I think I'm going to stick the same suit, I'm going to check on the Friday, who's got the best chance of a clean sheet, and they're normally right, and that's who I'm going to go with. So I'm to, what do you think of my goalkeeping options?
3: Uh, I, I agree with Tom and I like also the idea that you said that the FPL general has. Uh, I think he also uh, mentioned that he's 100% then going to stick with it even if his like, gut feeling might say something else but he will definitely go then with like the bookies arts every week and I think if you do that then that's a good strategy. But um, yeah, I like both goalies and uh, I can definitely see the thinking behind it especially maybe even bench boost and you have two playing goalies. I mean, I have Button as well, but I have Ramsdale, so that's your 0.5, and you split it up uh, way mm-hmm. better than I did. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, do you have other options for goalkeeper, Jink? You happy with the two I've picked? I'll start with you going on this time.
3: For me, that's definitely like if I was on a wild card and I was picking two goalies, it, it'll be between the, the two of them.
1: What about you, Tom?
2: Yeah, with the amount of goals that have been going in this season, clean sheets have been a bit more rare. So. Um... I, I don't think I would want to invest a lot of money in, into the goalkeeper position. Um, there's a lot of decent options there at 5 and 5.5, but again, going by the, the season so far, you're maybe better off spending the money elsewhere in your team.
1: Right, I'll move on to defence. I already had Alexander Arnold, so he's not he's not moved. I already had Walker Peters, so he's not moved. I was on Justin from the start, so he's not moved. So the two that I brought in, is Lamptey in Brighton and Robertson for Liverpool. So, what's your thoughts on the back line with that? I'll start with you this time, Gunnar.
3: Yeah, I like the Liverpool double up. I, I've, I've been on both of the players, Robertson and Trent, uh, from the start of the season. So, absolutely, I like that. Uh, you would think they won't uh, concede seven goals each week. Uh, fixtures look yeah. <laughs> fixtures look good as well. Uh, the derby coming up at the weekend and city in city away in game week eight i think it is it remains to be seen how adrian performs i suppose and when allison is back but, but I, like i'm not planning on taking either of them out so like i said i can definitely see the thinking and also on lampty um i have him on on my watch list basically so i like the pick as well he's flagged injured 75 percent chance of playing for the weekend and Brighton's fixtures look alright. They have Crystal Palace, West Prom, Then they play Spurs, Burnley, Aston Villa. So that that looks okay on paper. Um, I don't know. Did he get injured in the game against Everton because he was hooked on at half halftime? Yeah? Is that the Uldaventi? I think I think that's exactly what happened. Yep, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Because I was I was wondering he got taken off on 57 minutes when Brighton won against Newcastle three 0 So I wasn't sure if. It, that's just something that he doesn't always play ninety minutes. But if if that's just a injury thing then yeah, definitely go for well, it.
1: I, I hope I, thought I, move talk. I I hope so because I do like looking. and I mean I'm I'm never planning to play four at the back. I'm always planning to play three, so I don't mind him carrying a knocking out as long as he, I want him for if he, his price could potentially rise again. But I suppose I'm open to suggestions, but I just think I've I saw him have done the IT test and I've liked look at He's been excellent forward thinking and I'm just worried that if I took him out, I would regret it. So he's okay now. because I'm, all, I'm never going to play feet back as it stands. Would you think in the back line up, Tom? So far, out my well card. Yes, yeah, so you you've
2: you went with the the Liverpool double up. Liverpool's defence haven't been great so far this season, and um, they're quite high for sh- uh, shots conceded on target. And um, with 20, just to give that a bit of perspective, West Bromwich Albion are the worst with 31 shots. And then you've got a group of uh, teams in the 20s. So you've got Liverpool and Crystal Palace on 20 shots on target. Fulham on 22 and Newcastle on 24. Um, So defensively, they're not registering the same sort of numbers as as last season. But the thing with Alexander Arnold and Robertson we mentioned last week is they're effectively 7 and 7.5 million midfielders Mm -hmm. just because they're so attacking. So you've always got the prospect of a clean sheet, but you also have the the prospect of um, goals and assists from those guys as well. Particularly with the motocrosses, Robertson's been putting in so far as well. And then you've got, I think you started to take some of the set pieces off Trent as well. Yep,
1: that's exactly. It was um,
2: a bit more. With Lamptey, um, I agree with with Garner. Um, that's twice now he's not met the 60-minute mark. He does. He's very attacking. He does have three assists so far. Um, I think. I think the problem with him because he is so attacking, teams seem to target him. And I think on a couple of occasions he's been getting kicked and. Heavy tackles have been going in and as a sort of way of protecting him, he's been subbed off early. Um, so that is a concern if he's not going to make it past the 60 minutes. Um, sure. Walker Peters, again, he's he's another um, attacking defender. Um, with Southampton, though, they're coming up against some attacking teams. They've got Chelsea away. Um, I think Chelsea are going to have Pulisic back um, and pro- possibly Zajic back this weekend as well. So we'll be interested to see how, how they perform. Um, then they've also got Everton, who are flying just now. Aston Villa, you know, have just put seven goals past Liverpool. And then Newcastle, who are looking well with the, the new additions of uh, Wilson and Fraser. So, I, I get uncertain with regards to the clean sheet prospects of Southampton. And my concern with Justin is, once Pereira comes back, he may lose his position as well. Um, with with the current sort of climate with COVID, um, getting injured and things like that. You really want to have players that are nailed on, so you, you, you don't want to have players, you know, possibly not going to play or not going to start. Yeah, well, that's That a, would be a concern for that.
1: That's something I'm keeping an eye on, especially with the two, because they've had price rises, so that's point 0.2 and point 0.2 each. So if I see, like, the first week he's lost his place, I can always drop to a 4.5 elsewhere. That's kind of my, my mindset, if you know what I mean. Tom? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the Liverpool talk, I, I just can't see it not eventually straightening itself out and then getting back to normal. And I think they've all, as you both mentioned, they're like attack midfielders with a seven, seven and a half point million price. Lamptey's the one, I mean, will you say that exactly what I'm thinking? I'm, I'm thinking, as he guarantees, he's nailed on. But do you two have any suggestions I could replace him with? I'll start with you, Tom. Um, Controversial one, but I
2: actually quite like Masuaku at West Ham. Um, when we looked at West Ham's fixtures at the start of the season, we thought well, those are those are some killer fixtures, I and mean, how are they even going to uh, gleam any points from that? But they've they've um, they've, uh, they've, they've managed to perform well. Um, Masuaku, Marci- he's um, in the game as a 4.5 million defender, but he's actually playing on the left wing. He's, right. he's been quite attacking so far. He's already got an assist this season. So if West Ham can get through the next three fixtures of Tottenham, City, and Liverpool, I mean, once they hit game week eight, they're flying, they're playing the likes of Fulham, Sheffield United. Um, so I, I actually quite quite like the look of Mass
1: going forward. Good I've had them in my wish on my watch list. He's he's a, flagged as doubtful but I suppose so is Lavity doesn't matter. Well but you Gunnar? any suggestions to replace any of the two?
3: Um I have been looking a little bit at the um uh, Leeds players Dallas and Ailing and um, there are two players on my watch list. I've seen that Llorente uh, and Cooper are out for at least two or three weeks. So that would see Dallas maybe going to right back and either Ailing or I think it's Struic, how you say it, uh, going to center back. Um, so an attack in, and, and like Dallas, I think he's, he's played in midfield as well in, in one of the past game weeks. Uh, I think it was against Sheffield United. And so... That, yeah, maybe Dallas from from Leeds would be one of my picks that I like.
1: Cool, cool. I had Ailing in my team at, at the start, and I took him out for, I think, Lampty. My I think a game with Leeds. They're that gung-ho. I, just, I mean, I'm, I'm not one won their first share of games. I just don't see them keeping many clean sheets at the same time. That's my way of thinking there. I'll move on to midfield. So I'll start with the, the, the heavy hitters first. I've got Salah, De Bruyne, and Fernandez. Uh, I don't think less than bad injury I want to really replace him so you can discuss it but I don't think I think it's going to fall on deaf ears here I'm not interested in taking Sardar Fernandez out unless something drastic happens form wise or injury the mother two is McGinn and Foden so what do you think about that Tom I keep forgetting to say who the name is because we can't choose our, sorry <laughs> apologies
2: nice <laughs> um, Fernandez you're right I mean the Man, Man United got gobbled off Spurs six one on the on the weekend there, and um, Fernandez still managed to get his consolation goal. I think that was the same when they got hammered the other week as well. If, if, if he still managed to get a, a penalty and an assist and grab some bonus points as well. So even if the even if they're, they're getting hammered, he's, he's still coming away with points, and the same applied to Salah on the weekend as well. I mean Aston Villa. Uh, hammered them 7-2 but Salah still managed to, to register those two goals um, and he got a single bonus point as well so even if they're on the wrong end of a beating um, because of their the, the quality they seem to be performing I think Fernandez as well his, his attitude is good um, I don't know if you see seen it in the, the, the media through the yeah. week um, his leaked WhatsApp message where he's um, he's obviously calling out his teammates for, for their bad attitude and he's, so he's obviously quite passionate about the game And um, plus the fact that he's on penalties. Penalties have obviously been um, a plenty this season so far. So I I think those are a couple of solid picks. We'll have to see what happens with De Bruyne. Um, Is he going to be injured? Is he not? Man Man City haven't been great without the recognised striker. Um, And with with him playing with Foden as well. Foden isn't very defensive-minded. He's quite attacking. So I think De Bruyne has has to sit a little deep just to help out back there. Um, right, right. And the other one was McGinn? McGinn, yep. Yep, so, I mean, Villa have, Villa have had a good game. I mean, obviously, the gub's at Liverpool 7-2. Um, McGinn managed to get himself a goal and a yeah there. I, I did to see a bit more consistency from Villa before. Um, before I was maybe looking at it, I can see you've got Watkins up front, so before you start looking at the double up,
1: but um, I think he could be Quite a shrewd choice. He mean, only 5.5. Yeah, I was just looking for a 5.5 nailed on, basically. I mean the other option was I think was is it Suchek for West Ham? And I just feel what I've seen again doing the eye test, I like more of what I've seen for Arsenville and what I've seen for West Ham. Obviously that can all change. It's a really competitive league. But well before I move on to Gunnar, I'll still tell you, Tom, is there any any other recommendations of other options you'd put in there instead of the players? I'm mainly talking about McGill getting here, obviously, because the other three I think I'm not going to touch. Um, I mean, if you were thinking about getting rid of De Bruyne, I mean,
2: Spurs, Spurs have been flying. Kane and Son, that's, that's, that's where the goals and assists are. So I mean, I would I would look at considering possibly adding a Spurs player in there. Um, in terms of the sort of cheaper end of the market, for in terms of, again, I think if you can find that 0.5 more, I, I really like the look of Trossard. Right, uh, that's in right that Brighton to- team. Right, Okay, right. Yeah, he's already had a goal and two assists this season. He hit the woodwork three times in that Man United game. Um so he's he's really attacking. He's been underperforming. He could have had a lot more um than, than what he's got so far. And Brighton's fixtures are pretty decent as well. So I quite like the look at him and he's
1: nailed as well. Cool, cool. Right, Gunnar, what did you think of the midfield?
3: Um I like your midfield. I like the three big heavy hitters: uh, De Bruyne, Fernandez, Salah. I've got two of them myself. I would have Fernandez if I had the funds for it, uh, for the same reasons that uh, Tom just mentioned. He's on penalties, so yeah, he he definitely be the only Man United player I would be considering. But as it stands, like I don't have the the funds for it. But um, and as as Tom said as well, if if you would be considering downgrading De Bruyne, there could be Bit of money available, maybe upgrading Foden even to James Rodriguez or put that into your front three. We'll come to that in a minute. And <laughs> maybe for, for that 5.5 million midfielder, I just looked at um, ASM, was it Maximum? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I looked at him again because I had him from, from the start of the yeah, season. me too. I took out his injury. But, yeah, and then he had this great game at the weekend a goal and an assist at the weekend. Uh, and their fixtures, they, they look okay. They have United at the weekend and then they have a good run up until, let's say, game week eight and then they have Chelsea and then again till game week 14. So if, if he's fit, then maybe he would be a shout again.
1: Okay, we'll keep that on board. I mean, my, my thinking, obviously, with McGinn and Foden, I've already discussed this week before, Foden is kind of an experiment. I'll let it go three or four weeks. If it fails, I'll hold my hands up and move on. I think he might get good, he might get good returns. We'll see how it works out. When again, I'm thinking, with well, your 5.5, he might not play every week. I might be going 4 4 2, 3 5 2. He kind of, mostly might be miss out if I change my, my formation. And he's somebody that's nailed on, and I think it just looks good. And I will see it again. I have to check fixtures, like you said, St. Maxim, eh, Podis was one, but he's not nailed on. Clicking through and see, what, what's our next three or four run of games, and then going for there, but. None he's, none of them again, he's not he's not locked in for this week, we'll just have to wait and see. Right, I'll move to up front this will probably be the controversial because you made a comment this before, mm-hmm. Garner. So I'm gonna start with you, right? So my front three is Brewster, Rodrigo and Watkins. And before you get started, there's obviously not one there who is a premium striker. So your thoughts gooder and suggestions after it.
3: Right. So like you say, not a premium striker. I've just pulled up the Sheffield United fixtures, Fulham at the weekend, then Liverpool, City, Chelsea. So, presumably you won't play um, Brewster every week. No, no, no. But um, right. And then you have Watkins. I like the look of Watkins. He's obviously after the game against Liverpool. He's on my uh, short list. Three goals already. Then you have Leicester, Leicester at the weekend, then Leeds and Southampton. So, he. Uh, I can't say anything against it. It's it's not the fact that the players you have picked. I would say. I mean, Rodrigo he looked really good against uh, Man City. It's more the fact, yeah. There there is no premium striker that is gonna return week in week out like your Kane or maybe even your Vardy. I know he blanked it the weekend, but then I don't know he'll he'll get three penalties in the next game, you know. So I don't know. I I think it's a bit of a risky tactic not having someone there who. He's gonna to get to you a goal every week. You wait and see, my man. You wait and see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tom, your thoughts, and again, okay. and again, suggestions.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with God on this one. I, I, that's, that's that's some fun three. Um, <laughs> I, I can't see past Calvert-Lewin to be honest with you, because you you, you see, I think someone said earlier it was four goals. It's it's actually. Um, it's actually six goals he's had so far this season. He scored every game week. He scored one against Spurs. He got a hat trick against West Brom. One against Crystal Palace, and one against Brighton. That was me. So my bad. Oh no! So he's he's already went from seven million to seven point five, and he's owned by forty eight point five percent of teams. So if you don't have him and he pulls, he's going to really affect your overall rank and also your mini leagues as well. Plus the fact that Everton are just flying. I mean. I, I don't think you can go without Calvert-Lewin. And I think Everton are probably going to compete for a top six, possibly even top four yeah. Um In terms of Brewster, <clears throat> it wasn't so long ago that Sheffield United were, were um, buying another striker that had a, a decent spell at Swansea. Um, I don't know if you remember Ollie McBurney. Uh, <laughs> he had a decent spell in the 18-19 <laughs> season where he scored 22 goals and got four assists in his 42 games in the Championship. Yeah, obviously, when he came to Sheffield United in the Premier League, um, he only scored six goals in 36 appearances last season. So we still need to see if Brewster can take that, that step up and start scoring in the Premier League. Plus, is he going to be nailed on? Will it take him time to integrate? And is he going to get the, the same sort of service? I mean, Sheffield United, they're not notoriously attacking team. They've, they've, they've tended to, to sit in. They've been well drilled in terms of the defense. And that's not the same defense as w- was there last season. I think um, Henderson's been a big miss for them. Yes. I, I, do, I do I do like the, the punt on Watkins. And I do think when you're wildcard, you do need to have some punts. Um, get that differential. Get on the bandwagon early. And that's when you, that's when you start to, to get the points and start to get ahead of the curve. Um, in terms of alternatives, I mentioned earlier Mopi. For Brighton, I, I really like him, and I was looking at the stats in terms of XGI, which is expected goal involvement. There it is. Goals and assists. Um, unsurprisingly, Kane is first. Then we've got Vardy, and then sitting third, even above Dominic Calvert-Lewin, is by there in third. Um, just for your knowledge, uh, Calvert-Lewin's fourth, and uh, Wilson for Newcastle is sitting fifth. So, I mean, I think he's already went up to 6.6, but um, I can I, th- I think Moipo is a really decent option looking at those fixtures as well. Crystal Palace, West Brom, Spurs, Burnley, and Aston Villa. You can't get much better than that. Yeah.
1: It just gives me a bright and treble up bit, and I'm not really wanting. I don't know. Uh, I will, I'm, I'll take it all on board. I've wrote some notes on you guys. Thanks very much. I'll take it on board. I'll have a wee tinker probably on Thursday night, maybe Friday night. No, Friday night I'll be drinking, so I'm not going to do that because be, I could end up horrendous doing tinkering with a drink, you. I'll do it Thursday <laughs> night. I end up with a, oh, I don't want to see that squad. Uh, I, I'm thinking Brewster's going to be nailed on. I think, I think for the boy to make the move, he must have, been, he must have some guarantees. I would not have done it. Rodrigo and Watkins, I think, they speak for myself with the eye test. I do like what I see. Watkins was a week too late. I've told you before last week, I've got a friend that's a Brentford fan, and he told me to start getting him in your team. I went, I'm waiting for the wild card. And obviously, sod's lot a hold the week before the wild card against Liverpool of all teams. But these things happen, there's not much I can do about it. Anything else on the team before we move on as it is? is. Colour the wildcard? Yep. Yep. Right, I'll go to our half hour podcast league, Brent, and see who's sitting top. All right. So we're sitting in first place. Non mover is Picnic George, Picnic Joshua, Daniel Arnott, who is also the follower of the Scotland game as well. 43 points, 277 points. Second is our very own Gunnar. Gunnar, you can say the name of the team again. Los Pimentoneros. Love it. Second, 268 points. And third up is Phoenix Rises. And I'm going to pronounce it. track North Mogumat I apologize for my pronunciation, but there you go. That's the top three. And they're all... That's 277, 268, 263. Tom, I'm in 14th. And you are... 22nd. There we go. But... It's early days yet, guys, I'm into a long season ahead, so I won't worry about it too that's much. Right. Absolutely. Right, we'll go on to oh, that's what facts would they say? No, it's fine I've to sort it out it's, it's it. I was gonna say the high score. The high score was third place, it doesn't matter. We'll go on to the results for the past week. I know it felt an eternity ago. I'm sure you guys like me have refreshed your memory this week and watched some highlights of the games again. Tom, watched the highlights again recently? Yes. Yep. <laughs> you as well, Gunnar? <laughs> <laughs> I have most
3: of them, yes.
1: Right. So I'll talk through the games, and if there's anyone to say, I don't think we need to labour on about it because it is like now nearly what, two weekends ago. You may call it if you want, right? So first up, Chelsea 4, Crystal Palace 0. Just see if you've got any to say, I'll start. Tom? I did have
2: Chilwell noted down, but I, I just I just, I just noticed uh, is it either yesterday, I think it was, that uh, he's, he's had to withdraw from international duty because he's injured, but I did actually quite like the look of Chilwell. Um, in terms of uh, Crystal Palace, um, I know Zaha was quite a popular pick, but part of me thinks he's maybe playing for a move. He's always been, uh, he's always had one foot out the door, he's always been keen to get away from Palace. But now that the transfer window's closed, um, I, don't, I don't know if he'll be playing quite to the same sort of standard as he was before. So I want to keep an eye on there. He's been quite quiet the past two game weeks as well.
3: Are we yourself good on on this game? Uh, yeah, I had Chilwell down as well, but like Tom said, he's pulled out of international duty. Uh, I have also in my notes here, Patrick van Arnold is imminent to return back into the side. Um, but they still have oh, Mamoru Sakho yeah. playing for them, so um, you're probably not getting many clean sheet points, to be honest, but if he can get the odd res- uh, assist, um, yeah, it's a wait and see until and, and, and it's back. I also like the look of Abraham, uh, Tammy Abraham, if he's if he stays playing centrally then he could be a good option because he, he like he looks like one of their strikers who's actually fit, you know, like and, and ready to play. But I, I think as soon as like Tom said, when Ziyech and Polisic are back, it's probably Werner through the middle. Um and that'll see him drop out of the side then.
1: See, I like I liked Abraham I hit him last year for a decent spells. I'm sure I have thrown him at the right time twice. It turned quite well for me. But like You've said there, I think once they're all fully fit, he's going to be nowhere near the first team. Well, no, maybe bench, but it'll be probably Werner. So, again, it's like, yep. you see, but I wouldn't, wouldn't touch me. Uh, next game, Everton 4, Brighton 2. Start with you going to
3: Yeah, Karl he looks like the real deal. I actually have six goals here in my notes, so. <laughs> uh, I like the look of Dinia. He plays quite f- far forward, but as well, he he has Pickford behind him, Howler there for the first goal uh, I have James Rodriguez and he's only due back from international duty, like he, he only trains with the team on Friday before the game against Liverpool on Saturday uh, the early kickoff, so yeah, it's a wait and see, wait and see on him as well if, he, if he'll be starting the game Yourself Tom? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually know that about Rodriguez. Um,
2: I did, He he did have a good game last weekend. I I know I think I said it um on the pod last time that he he, he tends to be the guy that assists the assists. Um, obviously not the case in the weekend, but he did only start to play like that when Richarlison came off. I don't know if he's going to keep playing like that when obviously Richardson's back. Um, so again, again, one to watch for me. Uh, Brighton, I've obviously talked up Brighton quite a lot with Mopi and Trossard. Um, I don't think I've got anything more to say about those guys. Um, but definitely on, on the watch list. Um, I would agree with Gunnar in terms of the Everton defence. Um, Pickford's just a, a big liability at the back. and um, I would avoid uh, Everton defence for the foreseeable.
1: You know, I don't want to make a comment on like, things we say in the week, but it's funny. actually. No, it's only our second or third podcast together, but I, think, I don't think Gunnar likes Pickford at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pick- can, you, can, can you tell, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always tell. And uh, I think Tom's at a really soft spot for Brighton because he always brings up Brighton. I quite like Brighton <laughs> as well myself, but it's just wee things I've picked up. That's coming to the The same things have been said, which I quite like, I suppose, running commentary. Right, next up, Leeds one, City one, And you on you go, Tom? Yeah, I mean...
2: I'm a bit concerned about Man City because obviously they don't have a recognised striker. Um, Aguero's been back in training by the looks of things, but we don't know to what extent. I mean, is he is he just running up and down, just getting his fitness up? Is he actually training with the team? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll need to find out a bit more on that. Um, the, the, they're very expensive, the, the City assets as well. So they're taking up a potential um, premium spot in your team. And if they're not returning, again, quite concerning. The fact that Kevin De Bruyne could be out for this weekend as well as even, an even bigger concern. I actually thought this was going to be a bit of a goals fest, but it, o- it only ended up ending 1-1. Um, but for for attacking assets, I do quite like the look of leads, um, especially the, the, the full backs as well, Aylin and Dallas. Um, I think they're registering quite similar sort of stats to the likes of um, Robertson and Trent in terms of like shots on target and things like that. Interesting. Um, so, but as you mentioned earlier, clean sheet potential probably pretty low there. That um, you? Yeah, I don't think it's going to go quite as close this season with, with Man City and Liverpool. I think there's I think there's going to be multiple
1: factors involved. I don't think they're going to be the two runaway teams this season. Yeah, so? we'll, I we'll we'll talk more. about What you think? I think there's going to be a lot more teams involved in the. Do you think the COVID, the no-fans, stuff
2: like that's going to affect a lot of teams? Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a massive factor in terms of playing like with regards to playing with pressure. Um, these sort of big rivalries when teams come together, it's, it's just not the same. You can play as much crowd noise through the speakers as you want, but it's not going to recreate, <laughs> it's not going to recreate the atmosphere. So um, I, 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 th- I think this season is going to be a bit of an, bit of an anomaly. And I, I think so far it's, 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 it's proven that. Um, just so, with the, some of the score lines and some of the results that we're seeing.
1: We'll talk us through who, who can you see who can you see from the kind of normal crowd who can you see Rockbein challenging more because this is going to be recorded forever on so you know that whatever you say that's you you're stuck with it. Everton. <laughs> Everton I, I think right. I, th- I
2: think Everton are going to be a, a, a real a real force this season. Um, who else could we see? Spurs. You think Spurs can do it? Well Spurs have already hammered Man United 6-1, and we've not even seen
1: Gareth Bale for his second spell yet. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, been, I, think... I I'm, I'm actually looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to see Gareth come back and see. The only thing I always we've is before all three says that it's, it's Mourinho only still attacked, tactics. But sometimes we just we just go, oh, go for it and see what happens. Mourinho, let's see how he gets. It. If he gets Son, Kane, and Bale all fit, let's see how he, he sets his team out to play. Because surely he wouldn't be defensive-minded with the three players at his disposal. Gunnar, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I don't really want to say it, but Everton look really good this season. Um,
1: why is that, Norbert? Gunnar? Why is that, Gunnar?
3: Well, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree about Tottenham. Uh, also, the point about Mourinho, you would think with the players at his disposal, he isn't going to go uh, too defensive. It's it's really it's it's really hard to say. Probably in the most most likely of all of them. Yeah, it's quite hard to say just after
2: two game weeks. I think I think I, still, I think we still need to see a little bit more time and see who these sort of prolific teams are going to be. But I I, I do I do think this season's going to be a bit different. But could you could you is
1: there a point to maybe maybe everyone's going to be the best manager in the league? Maybe. It's a possibility. Oh, sorry, sorry. Let's take out Klopp, right, and Garda, right, because they've, they've got a pedigree. So if you take out the two big teams, has Everton got potentially the third best manager in the league? Is there an argument for that? So, I mean, is there an argument for that? Or could you argue other managers? Or do you think well, what all Ancelotti's done all his time is, he's a fantastic manager and he might be that, that X factor that other teams haven't got. It's certainly
2: possible. I mean, Arteta's left Man City. First big job managing Arsenal he's not as experienced as the other managers um you've got um Ole there at man united i mean looks like he's dead he's, 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 he's uh he's um won the team over lost the team won the team <laughs> back over again suppose you've got Jose i mean he's he's the special one supposedly but I mean, people are people are shouting him out called him the, the dinosaur now he's starting to get a few results i don't know if, if those people are going to go back in their box i'm not sure um, so there's there's an argument there where you you could see Everton have probably got the best manager, second to um, obviously Man City
1: and Liverpool. I'm glad Tommy didn't go to Leicester. I'm glad. Well done. Well done. No, no. Which you, <laughs> <laughs> you thought Skinner? Yank? a total Point Ancelotti.
3: Yeah, I mean, I agree with Tom. It's probably between Mourinho and uh, Ancelotti on. Male, maybe Marcelo Bielsa as well. If you want to go, with choose, choose, football knowledge, you know. Um, so yeah, but Ancelotti, definitely, you have a point there. He's up there. If if you take Klopp and Pep out of the equation, he's well top three at least. Huh?
1: Excellent. Right. Well, can I try to quickly go
3: for the rest of these games here? Newcastle three, Burnley one. Gunnar, thoughts? Right. Um some maximum like i said he got a goal and an assist and what a goal he scored as well um wilson got a goal after 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 the max maximum assist what was a tap in for him and then he scored a penalty so he's getting into the right positions and then westwood for Burnley, he got his first goal in 15 games and also Pope had an absolute shocker. I mean, <laughs> uh, Wilson could have probably had another, could have had another goal in the, in the, early on. I think it was uh, when Pope was rushing out. Um, for me, Newcastle they have Man United, then Wolves and Everton. So their fixtures, you would you would say they're they're quite tough. I still have the Taylor in my side. I really don't know about Burnley because well, they're supposedly very very good defensively, but I haven't really shown it yet this season. Um, looking free. They look,
1: they're, look at, they're looking free
3: for me. I'm well, yeah.
1: well clear in the wild card. What's your thoughts, Tom?
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I was, I'd be staying clear of Burnley. They're, they're, they're not really invested. Um, you've not got it. the likes of uh, Loughton, Ben Mees out with injury as well. Um, yeah, they, they, they don't look the same team as they did last season. Um, with regards to, to Newcastle, yeah, I mean, Wilson. Um, he's got four goals and one assist so far, and I think they're playing Man United next. They've already just been got seven-two off uh, Aston Villa, so you're laughing there. Um, I quite like the look of Newcastle when Saint Maxim's on the pitch as well. Um, so I, I would keep an eye on his injury use because I don't know if they're
1: the same without him. Night, okay. Move on to Sunday's games: Leicester nil, West Ham three. Tom. I mean West Ham,
2: we said last week Moyes should stay at home more often. He did stay at home in the 1 3 0 against Leicester, so no arguing with that. Um like the look of... <laughs> 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 always a pleasure. Uh as I said earlier, I like the look of Masuacu, four point five. He's playing out of position, left wing. He's had a go he's an assist already. Um and also he missed game week one, so um they're a week behind, you could argue. Um well he's a week behind, you could argue that. So um, he's maybe still getting into it, but I quite like the look of him as an option. Um, Antonio's quite high in the stats as well. Um, he's he's dropped from uh, 6.5 to 6.3, um, but then he's obviously got his two goals there. I mentioned earlier that the fixtures are quite tough, but, you know, they're in form. They've got a bit of momentum. I'd be interested to see how West Ham do after the, the international break, and then once they hit game week eight, you've got Fulham, Sheffield, United, Aston Villa. You might want to be looking at loading up in West Ham I would monitor how, and see how they do um, over the next three and then take it from there
1: really good point you put it with yourself running in on this game uh, no I agree with Tom <laughs> excellent <laughs> that's quick Southampton right, so Fompton to 2 West Brom 0 no.
3: to see I was I was very short there because I, I thought you were going to ask me about Liverpool next there so I was preparing myself save, for that <laughs> save that to the end don't worry <laughs> um, I think the biggest talking point from that is the Danny Ings blank, and also uh, Adams. I was considering Adams as the budget pick uh, there. Um, it's a trap. Yeah, I, I think you, you <laughs> said that when we, when we were speaking the first time. You said that as well. So yeah, but still, Dan, Danny Ings blank. I was considering maybe like a Vardy downgrade to him for for that game week. Um, that wouldn't have worked. I'll be honest. That's my biggest takeaway from that game. Yeah, Southampton were decent enough. They didn't really have to. West Brom looked really poor.
1: What's your thoughts, Tom? Yeah, I mean Southampton got the clean sheet, but come on, it's
2: West Brom, so can't read too much into that. And again, the fixtures are looking tough: Chelsea, Everton, Villa, Newcastle, Wolves, Man United. So I can't see a lot of clean sheets there. And, and as you mentioned, Danny Ings, um, and a lot of people obviously invested in Adams as a sort of the budget option at the start of the season. So I'm, it's a bit concerning. I wouldn't. Be, I, I wouldn't blame people if they started to start shipping them out because I think there's a lot better options
1: up front, especially budget wise as well. Is West Brom um, quickly becoming like Fulham as you kind of hit against them? You know your fixtures coming up. We were see last week. Fulham was like, "Here comes Fulham. Let's pick the players. The team's playing against them. Is West Brom, can I join that bandwagon as well, or are you waiting for shit? I, 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 I'd, I'd say West Brom are
2: probably the more nailed-on whipping boys. I mean, are you okay? Okay. In, in, term, in terms of shots on target conceded, West Brom are thirty-one. Fulham are twenty-two. So there's almost ten di- difference there so far. All oh, right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd say that uh, I'd say West Brom and Fulham are nailed on for relegation. Can't fault you there. Right, next game, Tom, up we'll with you. Arsenal two, Sheffield United one. Aye. So, obviously. We talked about Sheffield United earlier, their defense. Henderson kind of kept them in it last season. Um, They've obviously bolstered the attack with Brewster. We talked about that as well. Um, Arsenal aren't looking too bad. Um, I think they've got City, Leicester, and Man United up next. So it's a difficult spell again. But then they've got Aston Villa and Leeds. So depending on how the premium options, people might want to kind of flip flop in between. Um, using the free transfer, so after, after they get past those three, people might want to jump back onto the Abama Yang bandwagon. But I, for Arsenal, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be rushing towards them. Um, I would give them time and see how things go, um, and then maybe look at them again once the better when of fixtures comes.
1: And yourself, Gera?
3: Absolutely agree with Tom. I was just looking at their fixtures because I see in Bayern got the two assists. Um, but like Tom says, City, Leicester, United in the next three. And and then even even Villa and Leeds, they're not going to be easy games. So especially not for, for keeping clean sheets, uh, I wouldn't say. So it's a wait and see for, for me as well on basically on all all the Arsenal assets. Enough.
1: Uh, next up, Wills 1, Fulham 0. I'll have one quick comment. I thought Fulham looked much better than they've looked. And they have made a couple of signings, so I'd like to wait and see how they look next few weeks. I still think they're going to go down, nailed on and get relegated, but I think they might look a bit more competitive than they've looked. And I'll start with you, Gunnar.
3: I mean, so for me, Neto got the goals. There got the goal for for uh, Wolves. Yep. yep. I don't know if if that means that Podin's uh, place could be up for grabs now for Neto uh, to to start ahead of him. So That worries me a little bit, like you say. Fulham they looked uh, way better defensively, but I've got rid of Mitrovic and um, yeah, happy with it.
1: Yeah,
2: Tom, anything here? I'm, I'm really unsure about Wolves because they were pretty good last season. But I mean, in the first game, game week, they beat Sheffield United 2 0, which as we've seen from Sheffield United, you would expect. Um, Jimenez and him and his say scored, and um, again, then. The second game week, City beat them 3-1, which, again, you would expect. Um, Jimenez scored again, though. Then they got beat 4-0 from West Ham United. You'd expect them to perform better. They're one of the best defences last season as well. So a 4-0 gubbin off West Ham kind of came out of the blue. And then uh, you you mentioned Fulham have played a bit better. But, again, for a team like Wills, you would expect it to have beaten them more convincingly. At least then, though, they did get the clean sheet. Um, so I'm a bit undecided with, with them. Him and his, he's up front, he's around about 8.5. Mm-hmm. If if, if, he's, um, if he's only maybe scoring one a game, and then you've got cheaper options like Wilson, players like that getting bigger hauls, then you, you may want to look elsewhere and cheaper and use that money um, to bolster your squad, maybe in defence or midfield. Um, I agree with, with Gunnar with regards to Podence. He's going to get competition from Neto and also Traore. Now that this boy Marcel started to set, settle into the defence, Traore not going to play so far up, uh, so so far back. Um, in terms of Fulan, there's, there's not really anyone sort of crying out um, for uh, selection just now. I, I, again, I, I said they're probably nailed on for relegation, and I'll, I'll stick with that. Um, I wouldn't be going investing in there.
1: Okay, okay, right. So then we'll move on to the big two big games at the end, the big shocks. I suppose of the week, Man uh, United won, Spurs six. Do you, know you can start this here.
3: Yeah, I've in my notes. I have Son, Son, and Kane. Obviously, they they looked really good this this weekend once again. Once Martial got got sent off, I think it was a bit too easy for Spurs. You would have thought that Man United. Um, at some point, clock on a bit more and uh, shore up the defense the But you were saying I don't like Pickford. I also don't like Harry Maguire. I think he's a bit of a liability as well at the back for them. And yeah, it was just too easy for, for Son and Kane. And uh, they were put Man United on, on the trouble there. And personally, I hope that they keep Ali in the job. But uh, <laughs> again, that's me being a Liverpool fan, and I don't want them to get Pochettino because I think he's a great manager, and uh, yeah, I, I don't want to. Like personally, I don't, I don't want to see that. But um, yeah, Spurs. I mean, I'm. I like Kane as well, but I think I don't have enough money to bring him in, and I always wanted to keep Vardy until like including game week five. Uh, but then he could be an option for me and like I said earlier, maybe de Bruyne to Son this week. I like that as well.
1: Yeah, well for like Tom and I've to say I think if my had a better manager, it wouldn't have finished that game. It was kinda naive by Oli to get absolutely scalped this way. Um uh, what's your thoughts on this, Tom?
2: Yeah, I would agree. I mean I'm not a big fan of Maguire either. I think his best defensive display was from his solicitor in Greece. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the fact that um, Martial got sent off for violent conduct, that's now sees him get a three-game ban, um, which leaves that front um, position open. Cavani can't join the team yet um, due to the COVID restrictions. So that's a possibility. Greenwood, Rashford, and or even Agallo might start to play up front. I'd be interested to see how they get on in that more advanced role. Um, Fernandez, as we mentioned, um, he, he still seems to score even on the, the end of a defeat. And obviously you talked about Kane and Son there. Who are, I think are, are a couple of good options. I think um, Jose seems to have stumbled on the system where Kane so remains a bit deeper. He's already broke his trance. Uh, his assist um, Ali from last season, a single game. He's, he seems to sit deeper. And Son is actually the player which is more advanced. Uh, Son's obviously the cheaper of the two, and he's classed as a midfielder. So if you're going to if you're between the two, are you going to go for one of them? I'd probably go for Son. Um, I think the introduction of uh, Doherty has uh, pushed Ori, um Said previously, um, competition kills complacency. And I think that's the case. When a couple of players are vying for the same position, I think it forces them to, to knuckle down and uh, put in performances. And Ori uh, showed that with a, with a goal and assist that game. So I think he's an interesting option.
1: All right. Right on the right, last game of the week. Gunnar, no other place to start with you. Aston Villa 7 Liverpool 2. Talk us through it. And as slow and as much detail as possible
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i made the point of watching the highlights again uh, just before we came on because dedication after, for you yeah i mean i watched the game and afterwards i just went straight home like from from the pop i was like yeah no i, I don't want to see any like post-match interviews or whatever and uh, i managed not to look at anything until we came on there uh, today so I, I watched it again and in my notes here I have Grelish he absolutely run the show two goals three assists I actually like I double checked that because I was like that's that's mad um John McGinn got a goal and assist as well he's at 5.5 million he's got a goal and three assists uh, in four game weeks now John McGinn that is so for me he's definitely on the watch uh, watch list Watkins you must like you bring him in now you spoke about him before Peter um I like Aston Villa's run of fixtures. They have Leicester at the weekend now, then Leeds, Southampton, Arsenal, Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle. So, Gaming... Oh, no. Is that right? Well, yeah, yeah
0: I've like... written...
3: Yeah, and then Gaming 9 to 15 look good as well. That's at least what I have written down. here. See, I haven't pulled it up. Um, But, yeah, that's my take on, on Aston Villa. And Liverpool, I think it's a big factor having Adrian in goal instead of Alisson. Um... Robertson needs to remember that uh, it's not Alisson in goal because he was spraying passes back to the goalie there. That was mad. You wouldn't play that to your central centre-half, really. Uh, and I think Villa knew Liverpool were going to play a high line. And they, I mean, everyone knows that, but Liverpool just didn't... Henderson wasn't, wasn't playing and you would have thought with him on the pitch um, he would have woke a couple of the, of the Liverpool players up. But I, I was expecting that from my deck. It never happened. So, yeah, 7-2 against Villa. Nice one. Hey <laughs> Tom,
1: your thoughts?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Aston Villa, as a team, they didn't play in game week one, so they're a week behind um, a lot of the other teams there. Uh, Watkins performed well, three goals and assists. Grealish, two goals and three assists. I think those are the two guys to, to focus on if you're going to buy Villa assets. Um, Liverpool... Again, we mentioned earlier regards to Salah. He got his two goals and his bonus point. Even, even in a team have experienced such a heavy defeat. So, for for, for me, he's a he's a he's a probably a season keeper. You know, he's got the the quality. Uh, Liverpool defensively, um, we've got uh, Adrian in goals. Allison's obviously out for a wee while, so that's concerning. Um, he didn't look very comfortable. I don't. Um, no, that's it. That's, that's it. Just um, the villa villa fixtures are looking good. I, I agree with Gunnar again.
1: Um, so, watch this
2: space.
1: Excellent. Okay, we'll move on to predictions from the past week. The three games I asked you to predict was Everton Brighton, Manchester Spurs, and Newcastle and Burnley. So, I'll start with myself. I got zero points. Everton one, Brighton one. Nope. Man U 2, Spurs 1, nope. And Newcastle 1, Burnley 1, nope. gonna Everton 3, Brighton 1, so you get got a point for that. Man U, Spurs 1 each. Newcastle, Burnley 0-0, nil, nil, so one point. And Tom, Everton 2, Brighton 2, so nope again. Man U 1, Spurs 1, nothing. And Newcastle 2, Burnley 1, so one point. So in a difficult game week, I suppose, he's got one point each, and I'm on zero points after the first week. So not much in it. <laughs> <laughs> that is proof don't listen to us all Right, I'll move on quickly to the transfer in England as well obviously was there any transfers caught your eye Gura?
3: Um the only I mean what, what, is it just deadline day you're asking or overall the transfer window well,
1: oh, well I suppose hey, if you want being can incubus two if you want it's fine because I'm just thinking who've added to the game since the last time that was all but
3: if you want. right okay uh, I mean no the first one springs to mind was Bale because I'm excited to see him back at uh, Tottenham um, I was hoping for a bit more from, from Liverpool but uh, I mean with Santiago so that's pretty good um, and then I suppose the big one for Man United uh, it's the Cavani coming to the side yep do you think Cavani will
1: be nailed on or do you think it's going to be rotational good or stick oh, me, you say that
3: i mean i think hmm, first i was gonna say he's probably gonna be nailed on but then they have rashford and martial so i'm not too sure Mm, it's more it's more the way this transfer like came about uh, that they could have signed him long before and i don't want to say agent player but he he is quite old already and uh, yeah for me it seems like a panic buy on deadline day i think it was and I mean, it remains to be seen. I don't have high, like, the highest hopes for him, to be honest. So he's a decent player, obviously. Let me just uh, say that. Well. that <laughs> you,
1: obviously, you know, you're not biased at all, a
3: that? I was like trying to get that back somehow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts yourself, Tom?
3: In general, yeah. yeah right?
2: I mean, I mean, he's a decent player. He's he's of good pedigree. He's got a great. He's had a great career behind him, but. I don't know how he's going to fit in that Man United system. Um, one to watch for me? I mean, he may, he may, he may, turn around and prove us all wrong, but um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be rushing it to buy it. Put him in your FPL team, put it that way. And any transfer stand out for you, or you happy to move on? Um, I'm quite interested in that boy, Alex Tellez, the left back. Um, he seems to be quite attacking uh, for a defender. I think one season for Porto he got eleven goals and eight assists. But I think a factor there has been set pieces and I don't know how if he'll be on those for Man United, so You better not uh, be. <laughs> I <get. laughs> Again, don't go rushing into that one. Um keep keep an eye on
1: the situation and then take it from there. Excellent. Right. we'll move on to Tom time as it's been coined. But first I want you to talk about your you start an FFS Titans League. You talk us through that. You can go on to your, you else you've got on. So you, on you go. So uh, fantasy football
2: Scotland, obviously, I'm not associated with the game at all. Um, going by my avatar on the uh, Twitter, <laughs> you, you, may, you may think otherwise, but I just stole that. Um, allegedly. It, allegedly. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty new game. This is the, the first season that it's it's been set up and actually ran successfully. It didn't get set up last season and. Um, fell flat in its arse, unfortunately. But it's it's going well this season. And as a result of that, um, there's there's been like a fantasy community which seems to have developed on, on Twitter. There's already a number of podcasts, in, including our own. Um, and there's, there's there's various other guys that like to chip in. There's uh, Maz and Sutty who come in with the, the season tickers, which is very useful. Um, myself, I try and post stats, um, player news, injuries, things like that, um, just helping people make decisions. Uh, keeping people in the loop and um, with, with the Scottish game really so as a result of that um, we've developed like a group chat Um we've, we just kind of of discuss the game keep each other updated and when the FPL season started um, we decided to create uh, um, Titans of FFS which is a, our own mini league where we also in the group chat we discussed the fantasy premier league game and um, discuss our mini league as well so if if you're wanting to get involved, get involved in the community, um, post, tweet, um, you know, come up with your your own roles within the community, or, or just interact, ask questions, um, and and if you want, you you can maybe be added to the group and get involved in the, the FPL league as well. I think probably next season we'll probably all come together and make a um, an FFS league too. Yep. Um So that that'll, that'll be interesting to to play against each other in that as well. Um, but yeah, just get involved, tweet us retweet us wherever you like and, uh, and
1: and just get involved in the community yep just to echo the dolphins tom's thoughts there uh if that was a joke there no you nine, nine one laugh echo dolphin never mind <laughs> <laughs> if you get involved with in the community we'll get involved there's numerous podcasts we're all gonna have our separate leagues so we'll have our separate leagues and we'll have people who are podcasters and to talk back and forth what like Tom said in the league and then it's good because obviously we'll be added to the chat and added to the league and it's just good fun for with each other. Any say in this corner?
3: Oh absolutely I mean that's just uh, what it all started here uh, a little bit I think Tom wrote the message here do, do you want to join uh, the Titans league on FPL this season just before the season uh, he hit us all up and then we started this uh, group chat uh, yeah, big fan. It helps to be in the loop as well with everything and uh, being able to discuss the FFS and the FPL as well. It's a great idea, I think.
1: Plus as well, like they also do the early team news, which has really helped me. I like that. They've done a lot of posts in the chat. So you get to make your last minute changes for the Scottish yep. game. Right, Tom anything else? You've also made some stats for us, maybe some quizzes. You let us know what you have got. Oh, we've got we've got a FPL theme quiz this week. Oh, right. Never, never talking.
2: The, the, the one last week was so successful. That I decided <laughs> to come up with a, a fresh one, completely dedicated to the 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 FPL um, game this week.
1: This might be an international break quiz thing going forward to keep us occupied.
2: Exactly. I mean, so many possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, well, you go take it away. So what I've come up with is a squad that you could have came up with prior to game week one. Right. Um, this is a squad that you won't have touched, so there's no transfers, there's no mucking about with the bench, and if you put the squad together and just left it, or even deleted the app or whatever, um, you would be sitting first
1: in the world right now. Right, so the rules apply. Two goalkeepers, five defenders, five midfielders, three strikers, is that right? That's right. Right, okay, I'll right, carry down. One, two, three, four, five. You play long at home? Uh,
3: Gunnar, yes? I am, obviously, yeah, sure <laughs> Right, so same
1: rules as last week, I take it It's We're going to guess The best goalkeepers or most points Etc, right. etc You want to start from the back again, yep We can go from the back the, the formation
2: is a goalkeeper Then we've got three defenders
1: Right, Three, five,
2: four two. midfielders
1: Okay And three strikers Right Can I start with a goalkeeper? Yeah, go ahead and I think it was because it was on the oil week. Is it Martinez for Aston Villa? Correct. Right. There we go. That's a because I've been tinkering away and checking that I, I knew he was up there. <laughs> one of the top, Martinez. You get a guess for the second goalkeeper? You know?
3: Oh, so it needs to be in the 100 million um, budget, yeah, yeah?
1: Yep. The rules apply.
3: Right. So this, that... this
2: goalkeeper is actually very low scoring because he only needs to come in for game week one because, as you recall... Martinez, oh, right, Aston right, right. Villa didn't play, so it has to be a keeper that scored well in game week one. Oh. And there's not many available. Oh, clean sheets in being... all I was actually 0.1 off getting a, a decent returning goalkeeper, so this one actually only got two points.
1: Hey, <laughs> right, to it's just a,
3: a punted go On you go, have a guess. I have no. Um, um, your man from uh, Southampton? McCarthy? Yes. Yep, that's the one. Well done. Nice. That was great.
2: (laughs) I was point one off getting Guia at five, um, Ah. and he actually scored 10 points in game week one, so he would have gave the team a bit of a lift, but unfortunately, it's a a a common frustration amongst fantasy managers. You're always one point off that
1: that transfer. Is that because McCarthy get? Did he get a bonus that week? No? Just just two points? No, just a single
2: two points, just because of the price. I couldn't get anyone... All, yeah. the, all the other uh,
1: goalkeepers were more premium, so I couldn't get them in. Right, so we'll get we're going to three-five-two. So eight-three, nailed on, and another two, maybe not so much. I suppose it'll be Orkut. It. You want to start this one? One of them will surprise you.
3: Okay. You want
1: to start, Gunner? A defender oh. first.
3: Um, I'm trying to think defenders who might have scored goals as well. That's,
1: that's what I'm thinking. I've got one in my head.
3: <laughs> yeah, go ahead because I'm blanking.
1: I'm thinking the, the Wolves had a good start. Was it Sias scored two goals in one game? Am I right? Yep, so he's one of the benchers. So he's one that's on the so bench. He's, so he's, only, he's only made the oh,
3: bench?
2: Oh, yep. He got uh, 15 points in game week one, and that's when he would have been subbed into the team.
1: Right, right, right. I like you've done it. You've worked it week to week. I understand, right? But Your, your same rotation, obviously, you've picked him out of the team depending on week to week, and that's why you would have got him as the best herb.
3: Top league, right, okay, okay
1: regular you got a
3: suggestion Um, I'm not sure because same with Martinez they did play in game week one but I'm thinking Aston Villa defense maybe yep mm. oh, he's getting you to go ahead <laughs> so M- ming got a goal last week I think but did he get another M- one I'm not sure Ming's is in there Yep. there it's, you go is he in the start
2: of 11 Tom he's in the starting 11 that's right, right
3: Ming's really okay so that's two Villa players already yeah
1: Yep. Here we go. Right. So, there's,
3: no, there's
1: a third. Yeah. Center pat a defender or a valid defender? Yep. Uh, add some add add castagni. Is Castagni there? He's in the starting eleven, yep. I'll take that. Is he, he said what what's he had already? Castagni is, is it some numerous assists? Has he scored yet? Castagni.
2: He has he scored in game week one. Um in game week two he got two assists. Game week three he got one assist. And uh Clean sheets nothing, must be nothing mm. in West Ham. Nothing against sorry, uh, nothing against West Ham in game week four. Clean sheet wise, he had one clean sheet against West Brom in game week one. okay, defender Got four.
1: To... Good on any ideas.
3: Um, so sizes on the bench, maybe Robertson. Nope. Right. Mm, mate, think, think, think. Did you say it was a Villa defender as well?
2: There's a Villa defender in there.
1: Who they got else have they got? All these defenders. Fella. Right, what about Dingney for Chelsea? Edlund, sorry? No, not with Pickford behind him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, that old chestnut. <laughs> See, it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So we've got a Villa defender, and then we've got someone on the bench that would have came in for him in game week one. So if you can recall any defenders that had a good game week one, you're on to a winner. Mm. Game
1: week one. Seamus Coleman? No. No. Yeah, gonna we moving on? No. Yeah,
2: put it, it out of misery, game. Tom. Who's, who's the two who have missed so, out? So the Villa defender was concert so he's really only up there because of that goal in game week 2 against Sheffield United we gave him a total of 15 points and he also got the clean sheet then as well oh, and then right. after that in game week 3 they played Fulham he got the clean sheet um, but then obviously Liverpool 7-2 so he's sitting there with a total of 22 points just now and then uh, the man that came in for him in game week 1 would have been Gabriel at Arsenal now I've got that anyway right. now yeah. that I've got no, that it's a tough show. And again, because he scored in uh, game week one and got a clean sheet, that sees him sitting pretty high up in the the total points for defenders. So, um, Not one that's been consistently scoring every week, but he's had a a good haul, and that's what's put him up there.
1: So it's five midfield then?
2: So we've got five in midfield, yep. Well, the most honest one would be Son. Son, that's right.
3: Um, I'm going to go for Salah. Correct. I expect that to be too let me think, let me think, let me think.
1: Let me think. Just, be, just because you mentioned it in the last game, is it Grealish? No, because we've had the three Villa, remember? We've ah, had Martinez, so Concha and Mings. Right.
3: So there's no so, more
2: Villa. Right, because the game rules apply. Right, okay. That's right. No more than three from a specific team.
3: Gunnar, Any ideas? <laughs> well, I think so, my idea. Well, um, um, because of last weekend, I'm going to say Hamas Rodriguez.
1: That's right. He's
2: got thirty-five mm. points in total,
1: but now it's tough. huh? Mm, cause I, I, was, I was going to say Man United. I was going to say Bruno, but he missed a game week, so that's a big difference in it. He won't have played than that. That's one game less.
2: So the the, the final midfielder in the start starting eleven did miss a game week, but it was game week three that he missed. So it
1: wasn't out of game versus points. Right, okay. I
2: think penalties. Nice. Jorginho? That's right.
3: Ah, oh, yeah. Good job.
2: 27 points. And the man that came in for him in game week three, can you think? He plays oh, no. for one of my favourite teams. <laughs> no
1: chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trossard. Close. Oh. He said Brighton favourite teams. Oh, Basoma,
2: <laughs> No, the other midfielder that hit the woodwork a few times.
0: Ah,
3: A few, times. Made.
2: He's named after the third month of the year. March? <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Solly March.
3: Is he in there?
2: <laughs> yep. He got eight points in game week three, so he, he subbed on and um, boosted the total
1: points. Who does he play for? Brighton. Brighton, sorry, March. Right, okay.
2: Uh, final front three.
1: Front three. Well, when you go, you wait to see the first one. It must be. You must know two of these. You know.
3: uh, I would say Vardy. And yep. Go the next
1: one. See the next one.
3: Calvert Lewin. Yep. Um, what? Is, what? Go you
1: ahead.
3: No, well, I, I, I
1: would... Go, go, go. Sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Kane. I would say. That's a three. Oh yeah.
1: That's yeah, sure. yeah. That's just. Well done. That's a hat trick. Well done.
2: <laughs> So this team would have got you yeah, a total of 443 points. Um, the man who's top of the entire game is sitting on 394 points. This team's called Forza Milan, and that's Bilal Samir. So well done, Bilal. Well done, Bilal. Well done, my well friend. Well done. Um, for bonus point, can you name the captain? Cavalos? No. No. He's
1: fortunate. Oh, oh son. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Well done. Good, I liked that. It good. Chris going early. I just showed you again that we said it last time. Less tinkering. You hate to stick with your gut until <laughs> it works out for you. Ah, oh, crazy. Right, we'll go to the fixtures then, guys. If let I- get else, Tom. Are you finished? No, that's us. Good, good, good. Right, we'll go to the fixtures. So, I said last time it would be three fixtures because the Premiership obviously got ten games. I'm going to ask you to predict five fixtures. Mm. And so, so, it's just five out of ten, basically. So, I picked out five games, and you can give me a prediction. So, first game is Everton and Liverpool. So, your thoughts, Tom? Prediction. I'm going to say
2: 3-1 Everton.
3: Oh, that's bold. bold.
2: (laughs)
1: Gura?
3: Yeah. um, My fantasy team wants Calvert-Lewin to score a goal, but I'm going to say 3-0 Liverpool.
1: You used like us to do that for Celtic. You used like us, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and I went with three-one other pool myself. Right, next up, Sheffield United, Fulham. Tom?
3: 2 nil Fulham. Ooh. Oh. Gunnar? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, on paper, that looks evenly matched, but Tom haven't said 2-0 for Fulham. Maybe if Metro can get a couple, I'm going to say 2-1 to Fulham.
1: Okay. I've went to 0 Sheffield United. Brewster huh? double. reviews <laughs> prove, prove guys, over my wild uh, Newcastle, Man United. Tom?
2: Newcastle. Uh, I'm going to say
3: 2-2.
1: 2-2. Yourself going
3: yeah, Saturday night um, on the lights at Saint James's Park. Yeah, two two sounds about right. Okay,
1: a Desmond man. Oh, I went sorry, I went three one Man United, and Man City Arsenal. Tom two one Arsenal. Oh, by the pocket into one of these games, right? are you?
3: Yeah, I like I like that pick with all the players that City. Have potentially out. I'm gonna go for a two-two draw.
1: Another Desmond. I'll go. Man City to Arsenal one. And the last game up, Spurs West Ham. Tom. I think it'll be high scoring. I'm
2: going to say
3: three-two Spurs. Guna? I'm going to say 4-1 to Tottenham.
1: Oh, 4-1. Right, and I think I think West Ham might have had the re hot seat. I'll go 3-0 Spurs. Right, another five games of the week will be Leicester versus Aston Villa, Chelsea, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Crystal Palace, Brighton, and Leeds, Wolves. So, do you th- have any captain options? These game at your head. Who's your captain going to be I think if I
2: bring in I think I might captain him just because there's not any sort of standout captain options. Um,
1: West Ham is that Crystal Palace away? That's a bold move.
2: Uh, you've sometimes got to be bold in this game.
1: Yeah, fair enough, <laughs> um, tough, fair enough.
2: I was actually considering Sun, but then I looked at the stats. West Ham have actually got the best defence in terms of shots on target conceded. They've only conceded seven shots on target. That's the best in the
1: Premier League so far. Will you yourself got enough captain thoughts?
3: Well, until Tom had just said that, I was going <laughs> to um, give Sun the armband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I might still consider it maybe even Salah in the derby. You don't know. Uh, or... I might give it to Jamie Vardy against Aston Villa at home. Right. Well,
1: I'm thinking Salah as well. Or I always like look at Bruno because again penalty stuff like that. So I'm 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 sitting right now with Captain Salah away Everton Evan because the Darwin if he if he scores a goal or an assist and you're getting their points back. I'm also thinking Bruno and uh I'm looking at Brewster at Fulham at home and I'm like, No, well I think don't that's a bit I think that's not bother. I'll probably stick with Salah.
2: Salah up against Pickford. Nobody, go, uh, good shout. Good shout.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Convince <laughs> me, man.
2: <laughs> Do you have any differential suggestions
1: this week Go ahead? Anything?
3: I think my mopai pick's probably a differential. Yeah, he's done it straight away. Well done. What were you gonna? Absolutely. I like that mopai pick and I don't think I have no, I don't I don't think I'll.
1: Mine, I would say Brewster, but I don't know if that's differential One like, might, might be on him. That's well, thing. just
3: because you wanted, huh? I know.
1: That's <laughs> a thing. And maybe, as a hint, maybe Rodrigo Homey Wolves. There we go. There's my two. There's my lock of the week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I say that, uh, right, I guess I was finished, guys. we didn't put questions this week because it was also a, a two-part kind of podcast thing. If you get any parting comments, when we finish up and
3: we'll do the plugs. Anything to say? Are we, excited to for say? Saturday, yeah? Old Firm Derby?
1: Nervous and nervous. <laughs> yeah, always nervous. You get a sick feeling about the bottom of your stomach, gunner every time. It's it's always sitting there. And I'm up here now talking with two Rangers fouls and they're going, oh look, who's missing? That's a cell lost four players now. That's four <laughs> players outcome for COVID. And I'm like, no. Aye aye, put on a brave face, I will still go be I'm sitting myself going, No, we won't. <laughs> 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 This talk shite for sake of talking shite. I'm one for I'll be to the day arise, but I always get always get myself feeling wound up. But it happens all the same. You feel the same, Tom? I feel the same as well. But it's, I mean, it's only
2: Tuesday. A lot can happen between now and then. I mean, we could lose more players. <laughs> Covid could strike at Ibrox as well. So it, there's so there's so many factors involved. It's it's, it's unpredictable. Will yourself going? Are you going to watch it?
3: Uh, absolutely I'll be I'll be uh, uh, at the bar or I work and be watching the Merseyside Derby and old firm Derby at the same time.
1: Um I hope the Celtic game's on the big telly.
3: <laughs> Obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, so Tom,
2: we'll finish up. You get any plugs for we go? Uh, no, just follow me on Twitter at FFS underscore scout. Uh, tweet me. Interact with me.
1: <laughs> tweet me. <laughs> Sound a, a bit desperate <laughs> there, mate. <laughs> 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 Any tweets will do. What yourself going
3: <laughs> Yes, you can uh follow my own podcast. It's at Fitbar pod on Twitter and it's fantasy Fitba weekly on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your pots if you want even more fantasy Scotland chat.
1: Is this not your podcast now? No? You
3: well, it's <laughs> well it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I agree. Uh, follow
1: Tom on Twitter, FFS Scout. Gunnar's podcast, our podcast, I'm a fantasy half, probably all other our act. It's excellent going forward. We're hoping to grow this, as we see every week. Hopefully we'll be, this time next year, even bigger and better. Doing more interaction. We've got a lot of stuff, I think, planned. We'll be talking, and maybe try to do more stuff for the podcast to see how things go, develop going forward. If you like us, uh, iTunes, what else? <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. Spotify, that's the one. Podbean. Uh, Probably being the whole, the whole, the full burner, and subscribe. Because if you subscribe, you don't need to listen every week. It does it for you. That's even better. If you need feedback, brilliant. And with that, I think, we will back to again covering all things Scottish English football. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Gunnar. Bye. Bye, guna. Bye. Oh, when
0: I woke up tonight, I said, I'm gonna make somebody love me. I'm gonna make somebody love me.